Welcome to another Footwear Fables. I'll be speaking to Suzanne Oderhengel, who is a knitted textile researcher, programmer and footwear innovator based in Arnhem, the Netherlands. Her focus is on researching, developing functionalities in footwear through knitted textiles. Susanna graduated from Artes University in Arnhem 2015 with a degree in product design. During an exchange in Alto University in Finland, she had an opportunity to learn basic knitting skills. She now works on a variety of machines, including the latest flatbed and circular knitting machines from both Stoll and Santoni. The technical aspect of knitting intrigues her to think further and bigger, but also to try to push boundaries of both materials and the machines. Her aim is to reform and rethink the manufacturing process and the production of shoes. That is why she uses techniques in an unconventional way. Hi Suzanne, how are you doing? Thank you very much for doing a Footwear Fables with us today. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I just thought I'd sort of kick off things really by um, possibly asking you to say a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Much appreciated. Uh, so I'm Susanne Aldehengel. Uh, I'm based in the Netherlands. Um, I graduated as a, a product designer, uh, specialized into material development and uh, uh, footwear, um, footwear design, I would say. And further down the line, after graduating, I specialized more into knit. Um, and that's what I'm what I'm still doing. So I have my own studio where I do consulting for small and big companies, uh, and also I work on personal projects. Uh, alongside, I work part time as a technician at the textile museum um, in Tilburg. Amazing. So you've got a bit of a sort of a two pronged approach to your work. Yeah. That's amazing. The yeah. whole sort of research yeah, side exactly. of it. And I very much value uh, those two sides of uh, of my work. So being a designer and more of a researcher alongside uh, working next to the machines and gaining uh, every every year a bit more technical knowledge and really knowing uh, therefore what the machines can do. So I mean I initially seen your work with the sort of Timberland Construct project you did and I thought your thought process and use of construction was really amazing and I certainly have that view of being a product designer myself coming from that background of um, footwear being um, more of a philosophy of making rather than just a commodity or a product. I mean, how much of your process is sort of incidental? Because it seems like it's, it's quite sort of experimental. Um, there's a lot of your outcomes have, uh, have reached from a lot of experimental use of sort of producing something and then you come to a final outcome. Yeah, yeah indeed. I, I would say everything for me, and it's very important, valuable, is I always start with... Uh, with developing a myth or uh, starting from the yarn and then uh, investigating having a kind of theme sometimes sometimes it's more defined and sometimes a little bit less uh, mm -hmm. and then investigating along yeah alongside doing what the possibilities are in the machines and a lot of times I would say almost always there are happy mistakes or happy surprises uh, that, that yeah that uh, change or the direction of the experiment of the research um, but uh, I think it's it's inherent to uh, to my working uh, yeah style or method uh, it's always based on uh, on yeah, making yeah. and uh, yeah, experimenting on the machines. Yeah. Cool. 
I mean, be a bit remiss of me if I didn't under, sort of ask you a question with all the sort of social and, and um, political disparities we have at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people in the creative community are taking this t this moment to reflect um, and use their voices, fears, um, protest, education. How has this affected your work or changed your future work ethic going forward? Yeah, I think it has been a, a, a moment really of learning and uh, reflection mm -hmm. and um, I yeah I would want to be more conscious and more thoughtful and uh, acknowledge as well the yeah the the kind of um, privilege you have as a as a white person mm -hmm. um, and yeah I think it's maybe too early you know like to think about how to how to change my way of, of working and how maybe I don't know to engage more or to donate or to yeah. change the the selection of which companies you work with but um uh, I absolutely am more aware of uh, how how I want to work, and I I hope to be um, able to implement it uh, in my daily life and uh, yeah, in uh, in a working style, I would say. Um, Everyone's unique, and it, I think it's always good to sort of reflect and and then sort of action something and um, and be more sort of strategic. Um, yeah, I, I think you know, I don't know. My um, personal mantra is, I think, just sort of using your using your platform, um, speaking up for what's right, um, and 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 influencing, which is sort of along the lines of what you've sort of said. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think so, indeed, like staying true to yourself, like um, who you are and how you how you are, uh, and that's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, stay genuine as well. Um, not not pretend. Um, and these things, if you, yeah, it's easy, you know, like to repost something, but really to dive in, to learn and to reflect and understand that takes way more uh, time. And that that is not like online stuff. It's, it's very much more offline, either, even like the conversations you have with, uh, I don't know, your neighbor or yeah. somebody at the, at the coffee machine or, or whatever, where it is. These things are, are very important, I think, as well. No, absolutely. I think, um, unfortunately, the, the, the biggest challenge of uh, modern era is sort of convincing world leaders to think with foresight rather than hindsight. But we can all do something, you know, individually, like you're saying, to, to kind of um, impact change. So that's great. Um, your, I mean, your work is, is really, really intricate. And, and beautiful and sort of pushes the, the process of the medium of knit. Um, do you think the exploration of knitwear as an agent of footwear development could be wider spread throughout the industry as a more sustainable and ethical practice? Yeah, I, I think it all depends uh, on how you do it. Yeah, it's, I think if you if you send, for example, uh, a tech pack to, uh, to a company mm -hmm. and then... Um, and then the, comp the 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 supplier just uh, yeah develops what you're sending uh, to them. Then it then it won't I think yeah open up more possibilities or more ethical or sustainable options. Yeah. It really needs to be a drive and uh, and a wish from uh, yeah from 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 the beginning. Um, and it I feel it needs a, a, like a, a different attitude. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't want to sound uh, arrogant, <laughs> but um, I think 
the way how I work is is more uh, interactive, you know, like with uh, with with the technicians. I really exchange and I really work next to the machines. I question yeah. what the possibilities are. I really like push uh, a lot. I don't take like the no for granted. And I think these kind of ways of uh, of working, investigating, researching are are yeah way yeah way more uh, valuable and are, are gonna yeah are gonna help to to achieve um, uh, to make a change or to yeah do you in any of your sort of workings do you um look at sort of more sustainable yarns and you know or, or is that um sort of in a lot of senses um it's sort of commercially prohibitive with with some projects you may work on and things like that um is it is any of your sort of experimentation done with um king at sort yeah, of combining yeah so i would say like since since a year since i had a project with, which was very much focused on uh, on sustainability yeah and then really started like investigating it myself a bit more as well and i realized i didn't have so much knowledge a year ago mm. Um, and I started like investigating a bit more, but it's a very opaque and uh, not transparent world. So uh, it takes quite a bit of time to get a grasp of it and to understand like how 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 complicated that world is really. And it's not like um, when people say this is recycled mm-hmm. yarn. Sometimes it's just a very very slight percentage of um, of the of the total, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it is. Yeah, it's very complicated, and I feel it. It takes a lot of uh, education and uh, and a lot of yeah research almost into it uh, to really understand. I'm at the moment really aiming to give more transparency and to to try to uh, push companies which who I'm work with to to consider those options. Um, but it's not a it's not an easy question. It it is not an easy topic. Um, no, it isn't. I think it is for sure. I think just sort of learning on the job, isn't it, and sort of knowing what works and what what can happen from a commercial perspective. Um, exactly. Yeah. How is it more responsible, not sort of sustainable? Um, yeah. It's all done in sort of in, in my in my sort of personal view. And it's good to look at it in 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 steps in in doing stuff more sort of responsibly. If you can't just um, do the full sustainable, because it's very hard, isn't it? It um, is absolutely has so many you could view it from so many different perspectives and you could say of a not sustainable product that is super sustainable if you highlight it from a certain side you know yeah um but uh it's complicated um yeah i think transparency is the is the best thing uh that companies can do and uh, uh stop greenwashing <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Netherlands light years ahead of a lot of European um, countries. Um, what's your view on sort of uh, the, the the uptake of of consumers taking on board more sort of a, a conscious way of, of living and embracing um, sort of more radical solutions and innovative solutions? Yeah. Is it? Is it more? I feel I feel like there is a part of the uh, yeah a part of the of the population or of the people that are very conscious and very like uh, yeah focusing on, on sustainability and on more conscious consuming. Yeah, but like another part is just going to Primark and not caring at all and just <laughs> <laughs> so, 
know, I'm a bit like confused sometimes, you know, like, uh, is it going the right way or is it not <laughs> quite yet there, you know? Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, there is an obvious need, there's a need for the whole sort of vehicle of Primark, but it was a little bit disappointing. I don't know if you saw in the news, we'd um, quite recently relaxed some of the lockdown rules and for retail yeah. and there's massive keys for Primark yeah. straight away. I would say the the people that are like uh, friends or uh, close to me, I, I I would say that everybody's getting more uh, more like aware of uh, of the bigger yeah problems and like yeah consuming yeah. in a in a more yeah sustainable way. But um, I think it's a, maybe a lack of education as well and a, and a lack of understanding what the, what the global picture is. Maybe yeah, I don't know. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I was just sort of looking at more of the technical aspect of things that you do and, you know, just thinking that sort of technology is ever growing and more simulated more and more with our everyday lives. Uh, how do you see technology evolving in, in knitwear applied to footwear in particular? I was really interested in your sort of spacer fabric development. It looked really interesting. Yeah, uh, I think, um, you know, like, Within like the knit world, we yeah I always work next to the machines with a program which is like both very much linked to technology. Mm-hmm. I think yeah technology is a kind of buzzword. Uh, it's it's kind of complicated to to define uh, wh- what it really is. But yeah, I'm always yeah connected to that. I think more the um, technical fabric. Yeah, I, I can almost yeah. So so the the spacer fabrics I I develop them on uh, on industrial knitting machines. But um, yeah. a lot of the of the researches I do I do them on very low tech knitting machines. I I would say like the domestic uh, knitting machines I'm uh, I'm working on. Wow, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, so I feel it's maybe kind of the the attitude and and the way how you how you look at things as well, like thinking outside of the box and uh, and pushing the boundaries. Um, but um, of course, things get much and much more easier when you work on industrial machines that are run by program. It it opens up more possibilities for sure. So that's quite interesting in itself. Um, you using sort of older older machines is there any reason for that does it give you sort of more control yeah, over what you're doing and i would say it's a kind of it's more hands-on you you work very much hands-on so while you're iterating or working on the machine you could like uh change your plans and uh and and focus on something different or um and if you work on an industrial machine you'd need to stop the machine and then like write another program send it to the machine and then it reads it so it's a different interaction, I would say. It's a different uh, way of working, but I kind of like both. Uh, I like working both with my hands uh, and working more on, like, yeah, industrial machines. Uh, but there is a bit more of a distance, I would say. That's maybe the main difference. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's really interesting. I think the, like the spacers you you were mentioning that uh, yeah. yeah that's quite <laughs> quite much impossible to uh, to do that on domestic uh, knitting machine hand knitting machines that uh, that's too complicated <laughs> too too time consuming <laughs> um what and what just to ask you really what what's what's the advantages of using sort of a spacer type um, um, structure knitwear structure is it sort of to do with uh, 
ergonomics and movement in, in the yeah. way that you apply it to some yeah, footwear? Think, yeah, the, the reason why we started normally, uh, so I did this project together with uh, Milou Forvinda, mm-hmm. and we, we worked together with a, a research center, and they had like this uh, warp knitting machine, and normally spacers are done on the on those warp knitting machines but we couldn't have access to it and I, I remember seeing like a structure somewhere um, of a spacer done on a west knitting machine and I thought like oh let's investigate this maybe if we can do it on another machine this would open up like other possibilities so I mimicked uh, that structure and then um, diving a bit more into it and variating like all the all the different rhythms I could do with the spacers mm. I I found out that there are like various properties that I could achieve. Yeah, you could say it is it is very you could make it from one and same material. So you could make everything from uh, from polyester for example. Um, you could for example yeah replace it replace foam with these spacers or you uh, could um, it's very good in for isolation or it has um, well it yeah, it kind of locks air between the layers, so insulation could be good as well. Or yeah, it, yeah a lot of a lot of properties uh, are allocated to uh, to the spacer, and it, it is it is very much endless in the in the possibilities uh, you could do. Yeah, that's really interesting. So the fact yeah. you can yeah. add sort of a different narratives to 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 every yeah. different space yeah, of fabric and, you, and you develop. you really can can see the differences. So it opens up. Uh, different yeah different possibilities to um yeah and per material as well the the properties change dra- drastically i wanted to ask you actually as well with with your whole sort of processing and developing if you were just to look at your instagram feed just the the, the pigments um and the, the the you know the idea of the lightness and refinement i think of that you do that is another sort of narrative is there a reason why you you know i mean the colors are really they're lovely is there a, is there sort of a, a sort of narrative behind that? Or are they just yeah, sort of personal? I think, I think that it always has been like um, close to me. I, I, I want things to look good. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm really drawn to a certain aesthetic and, and color color use. I yeah. think that that's just very, very me. Um, and yeah, I I would say I, I, yeah, I, I value, I give a lot of value to... Um, yeah, to making samples look good or, you know, like investigating color combinations or material usage and not only on properties, but as well on uh, on aesthetics. Um, and I think that, that that just elevates or gives another layer to, to the research. Um, but I think, yeah, a lot of people um, uh, know me because of, yeah, because of the... the Color uses. Yeah, it's very, very distinctive, very cool. Yeah. I mean, with that, with sort of thinking about the whole um, designing with purpose and, and intent being so sort of paramount, um, mm-hmm. as consumers are sort of increasingly reviewing their priorities within our new world, um, where do, personally, where do you think design plays a crucial role in, in connecting people, people with product? Yeah, I think everything uh, has been designed, whether it's uh, it's good or bad. Like, um, yeah, every product has been conceived by somebody, and then 
and then like yeah produce so um everything we're surrounded with um i think um the intent be, uh, yeah behind the design uh whether it's an example um of sustainable or technologic technology or feeling connected to the designer's vision so yeah i think it's a kind of very yeah I, personal thing as well uh yeah yeah i mean um i think i think it's going to become more and more relevant sort of the process and and your whole ideology with if you were just to take for instance um the whole view on sort of what's happening with um clothing and apparel sales where loungewear is becoming more sort of prominent and people mm-hmm thinking of you know the different way that we're all going to work and possibly having have having to be more remote and working from home and people want comfort I think it you know I think that the narrative that you sort of design into will, will become more sort of relevant and you were talking about the sort of space of fabrics with comfort and and mm-hmm. thinking of protectedness and things like that I yeah, th- I yeah, think yeah, that could for be... sure. I think indeed, uh, yeah, the kind of fertility uh, of textiles is always like uh, a very comforting and uh, and, and homey kind of uh, feel, right? Yeah. 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 So, if I was to ask you, you know, if you had a call to action for designers and thinkers in generating more of a sort of social and sustainable future you know what what your thoughts around that what would your words be what what words would you impart yeah i think um i i said it earlier already but uh, uh more proper in-depth uh, knowledge and uh, education yeah i feel these topics um because uh, they're yeah they're just very broad and and, and complicated right um mm-hmm. and uh maybe a little bit more critical and less taking things um, at a face value. Uh, like, yeah, a lot of companies are saying it's, uh, yeah, it's recycled and then it's not fully true, you know? There is a lot of greenwashing. Yeah. You need to be a bit critical on, on, on what you get. Um, yeah. So in a, in a certain sense, would you say to keep up with uh, uh, with current trends and and things, but, but don't chase, have that sort of individuality to really sort of think about how you can push things through your own channel and Yeah, and maybe as well questioning uh, the, the status quo or, you know, questioning uh, what the reasons are behind maybe of, uh, of big companies doing it, promoting sustainability. There might be a bigger, uh, a bigger goal for them to, I don't know, to, uh, yeah, a, a bigger benefits for themselves, you know, uh, as well. Uh, might not always be genuine. Um, okay, I mean, yeah. I, I also think it's very um, interesting the way your 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 network of people you investing investing back into culture, into sort of design, and um, it's very interactive the way that you you work on Instagram, for for instance, mm-hmm. very um, very engaging with with providing yeah. that in- education and and helping the sort of uh, the community with designers sort of move on and push their ideas I think that's that's really great and that was one of the reasons really I wanted to, to have this sort of conversation with you today yeah so thank just, you so much I'm, uh, I'm I'm trying to do my part and uh, and yeah and to to spread a bit like the, um, the the knowledge I have or the questions I'm asking myself and um, trying to involve other people or share 
Uh, yeah, share sharing is caring. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, it's uh, really important. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's an important value to me. Well, thank you very much for um, taking part in this conversation today and sharing your insight and knowledge. Um, yeah, it's been, thank you. Thank it's you been so re- much for the invite. That's all right. It's been really insightful to sort of your sort of thought process and how you sort of go about sort of thinking through um, your design ideology. Um, mm-hmm. So th- thanks a lot. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks for the invite again. It was lovely. It was lovely. It was lovely. It was lovely.